I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I gotta ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act offended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this. What's the piece to mark? Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. Hey, what's up? This is Faze. First of all, I want to thank the Most High for all He do for us, y'all, knowingly and unknowingly. Second of all, I want to thank Jesus Christ for dying on the cross, bringing us back to the Most High Bosom. Thank you, Yahweh, and thank you, Yahweh Shai, for all you do for us, knowingly and unknowingly. I want to thank my inner and outer state for listening to me, y'all. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. Sugar down, sugar down, sugar down, down. Hey, fam. I always was talking about people in Africa and the way they think and the mindset and they worry about the wrong thing but what's going on in Africa. That's why I say some of them on that bus, y'all. And want to be somebody they don't really know who they trying to be like. What you talking about now, FaZe? What you talking about now, Faze? Let's analyze. Good day. This is President Obonjo of Last Republic. This message is for Donald Trump. I have always supported Donald Trump. I feel that the injustice that is taking place is really, really wrong. We Africans are kin to support democracy and to protect democracy in America. However, based on what I have seen and read and the latest decision by the Colorado state and its judges is totally banged out of order. However, I am withdrawing my support for Donald Trump for a number of reasons and I won't repeat the reasons number one Donald Trump is reported to have said that Africans are polluting America I urge all Africans to leave America immediately 
I fear that if Donald Trump becomes President of the United States in 2024, that Africans should and must leave America immediately. It is insulting. His comments are degrading for a former president who is likely to become president of the United States. I'm astonished and disappointed. I was one of the first to come out to support Donald Trump, to say to the world that I am ready to protect democracy and what was happening with Donald Trump was wrong. But Africans should not be used as a scapegoat in America. Migrants should not be used as a scapegoat in America. It, I am sick and tired of hearing how politicians continue to blame migrants and Africans in particular for their malad administration and incompetence of leading their country. Like I said, I will not repeat this message but I hope Donald Trump gets this message. I am withdrawing my support. I couldn't care less what happens to democracy in America. And I urge all Africans to leave immediately and come back home. Good, Good evening. This is a very quick message to the Pakistan government. My name is President Obonjo of Laughter Republic. I am fully aware that you have detained my very good friend, the former Prime Minister, Imran Khan. And I am not very, very happy. I am giving you 24 hours notice to release Imran Khan. You must release him. This is not the way to deal with an opposition leader. You must release Imran Khan within 24 hours. Or else, I will invade Pakistan. Good day. This message is to those who are celebrating Christmas in 2023. It is really, really important. The number of people I speak to on this platform who are basically saying that they're worried about Christmas and they cannot afford Christmas. Look, let me say one thing and one thing only. Do not spend money that you do not have. Do not buy gifts that people will not appreciate. Most importantly, do not spend money that you do not have. It is very, very important that you understand this. Christmas has been commercialized across the world. Capitalism has destroyed Christmas. I am not saying that you should not support Christmas. I'm not saying that you should not celebrate Christmas. If it's your religion as a Christian to celebrate Christmas, of course you should. But there is no government in the world discouraging people from spending money that they don't have. In fact, they encourage you to spend money that you don't have. What is the point of you spending money for a two-day event, Christmas Day and Boxing Day? Actually, it's just one day. And then you wake up in January and you are absolutely broke completely broke spend wisely if you have to get gifts make sure it is within your budget you deserve better 
if your government is cutting back because of financial pressures, you should be able to do the same. In my country, Laughter Republic, we decided that we were going to do a publicity, promotional message to my people. And that has been effective over the last 10 years. Yes, we encourage you to celebrate Christmas in my country. But we also say to you, spend your money wisely. Don't spend money that you do not have. You will regret it. Choose your gifts wisely. Do not look at what other people are doing. Because your neighbor has spent X number or you see them with a lot of gifts, you have no idea how they are getting their money. It is really, really important for your peace of mind. And if you haven't got money to buy gifts, that is okay. It is absolutely okay for you not to have any money to buy any gifts for anybody. It's really, really important. I leave you with this. Do not spend money that you do not have. Happy Christmas. See, now his spirit is is getting to me, y'all. What you mean about that, Faye? What you mean about that? How his spirit getting to you? What you saying? That's a good thing or is it a bad thing, Faye? So what you saying? Okay, what I'm saying is he says a couple of disturbing things to me. You know, I think he want to be an American custom because he's talking about gifts. You know what I'm saying? So, colonialism and white supremacy promoted Christmas all through the world. But if he was a righteous person following the the righteousness of what the Most High asked him, or if he was about the Most High, or if he had the spirit of the Most High, he would know this. Jeremiah 10, 3, and 4. For the custom of the people are in vain. For one cut of the tree out of the forest and worked up the hands of the worksmen with an axe. They decked it with silver and with gold. They fastened it with nails and with hammers that it moved not. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must need to be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. So the Bible said don't be like the heathens. So we already had said if you got a heathen mind because you falling behind heathen ideology. And he goes around the second thing he said about going around doing other other doing what other people doing, right? He lost, he put his whole heritage down 
to promote white supremacy, KKK, and colonialism. This is what I don't understand, fam. This is what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand, fam. Give yourself together, fam. Get yourself together, fam. Get yourself together. Go ahead, get yourself together. Go ahead and breathe. Go ahead and breathe. Um, how? If you had a a whole country by yourself of African heritage this, that, and your custom, and the heritage, and all this other stuff in Africa. How in the heck? I guess y'all ran behind the French. That y'all give up your own customs. See, our custom was taken away from us. Our custom was beaten out of us. And we don't even know our customs. And y'all do and y'all rather do the customs of your oppressor than the customs of your ancestors. And if your ancestor was doing all the wrong thing, then you need to find the right custom that promotes the right thing. But I don't understand that. Now he talking about, and he a leader. He talking about presents and this and that. And then this is the thing I want y'all to want y'all to understand another thing. When he was talking to Donald Trump, he was reading from a note card, looking and reading and looking and reading. And when he talking about this president and all that, he was so passionate that he spent out like a smooth car. But when he was talking about Trump, he was reading something that somebody wrote. Because you already knew he didn't really know, you know, what he was saying or what the script was. Because he read it and then he was looking at it. I could tell. People speak from their heart. They speak it from your heart. People speak it from notes. That means you're not speaking for yourself. All right, it's good to have notes that reminds you of something that you want to say. But you still going to put it in your flow without reading it like you reading a book. You know, so I'm kind of itching now. He always putting Donald Trump and this and that. But what happened to all the other Republicans? The Caucasian man, the non-pigmentation man, the non-pigmentation woman. You know, these are the things that I say about them people in them leaders, man. I don't even know if he, he's a leader. You know what I'm saying? Then he's going to talk about he's going to do something to Palestine. See, I don't... We're going to analyze and see who he is, y'all. But we're going to figure... I'm going to show you the mindset of how most of these... They got good guys that can be on the fence... And they got these leaders right here, man. These Some of these leaders that they got, majority of them, 
gotta go. Let's analyze. Good day. This message is to the Ghanaian people, wonderful Ghanaian people, and to the Ghanaian music industry. My name is President Bonjo of Laughter Republic. I'm only doing this because my one of my wives, who is a Nigerian, has brought it to my attention that you have decided to stop listening to Nigerian music. It is a backward step. We are one Africa. We belong together and we should learn to support one another. This is not the right decision. It is backward. It is racist for you to say that you will no longer listen to Nigerian music in Ghana. I urge you, and I will not repeat myself, I urge you to ensure that you consider your position. I will be speaking to the Ghanaian president, Nana Akufo, uh, and I will try and my best to make sure that there is a resolution to what I call a very stupid, stupid decision. I will not repeat myself. This is for Ghanaians. Please, do not, do not in any shape or form decide not to listen to Nigerian music. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's a competitive market. Be competitive, but do not in any way behave like foreigners. We are not foreigners. We are one love, one brother. Good day. And one thing, they always be using words that they don't understand, fam. Racist. Why do you use words that they don't understand? And, and then he used the racist term in because they don't want to listen to their music. It's racist. See, that's what I say. You got to pick and watch what they say. Now, let's analyze. Good day. This message is to comedians around the world. My name is President Obonjo of Laughter Republic. 20 years ago, when I came into power, I banned comedy in my country. I decided that I did not want comedians making fun of my government. After 20 years in power, I have reflected and we do miss comedy in our country. We want to build our comedy industry again. We want to have comedians from my country, but we cannot do it because we haven't had live comedy performances over the last 20 years. I am opening my borders for comedians from all over the world, from Dave Chappelle to Chris Rock to Bill Ball to so many other comedians. It's not just high profile comedians. We're looking for comedians who know their stuff and who are ready to come and perform live at my country, Laughter Republic. Please share this message. It's a message to all comedians around the world. I will not repeat it. If you are interested, get in touch with my people. I am keen to ensure that laughter and comedy reigns in my country as from 2024. Share this video. So that's the type of president they got going on in some countries, y'all.
people, you got children dying. Children ain't be living life. You got all this other stuff. And you see what his mindset is. Now, do he sound like he feeble-minded? Or do he sound like he a man of some business? You analyze. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, so in my last video, I did a duet with some guy saying in New York they have... Um, this weird cough going around. It's been going around in Philly too, and, I, and a lot of people have been saying it's been going around in their area too. Um, what I've uh, figured is the dry humidity in the air, or wherever you're at, you know, even if it's at home. Um, I went and bought this uh, vapor inhaler uh, by Vicks. Pop it in your nose, you know, open up your airways. It'll again get rid of that cough you may have. Um, all right now I have is. Uh, a little bit of mucus, but other than that, I haven't had a crazy cough uh, since taking this. I've been uh, taking over-counter medicine. Nothing's been working. Again, let me know what you guys uh, think, but best best thing to take right now. Uh, copy you guys some uh, when you guys get a chance. I'm telling you it's going to work. Joke, everyone is coughing in New York City right now. <laughs> Including myself. It's yeah, the worst because you're not even sick. It's just this dry cough with no mucus or anything. Yep. You can drink cough syrup, anything you want, but it's just this weird cough. And like, literally everyone has it. Is this just New York City or any other city, uh, any other country? It's the same thing. I don't think it's COVID. Let me know what it's it is. I'm building my kingdom with you who voluntarily received me. Behold, I stand at your door, and I'm not. Some of you are sitting back in there, got your door all locked up, hollering out, who is it? I don't mind telling you, Yahweh been Yahweh. And I'm, I'm calling out and saying, Shalom Alaikum family. My name is Dr. Lou Yisrael Ben Yahweh. And this series is entitled Adam's 6,000 Year Deep Sleep. To all so called black people of America, to all so called African Americans, if you look around the planet at all the groups of people on the, on the earth, it seems like the so called black people of America are suffering from the deepest sleep of all people, of all nations. We were taught by various leaders that has come and gone that our deep sleep may have started around 468 years ago in the year 1555 at the beginning of the transatlantic slave trade where our people, the tribe of Judah, was captured, put on slave ships, and carried to the shores of North America where we served 310 years in physical bondage and physical chains on the plantation. And we have been serving the last 158 years in mental slavery and mental servitude. And we have been oppressed by such 
laws as the black codes and Jim Crow laws. And we've been oppressed by different programs like redlining and urban renewal and welfare and so many different things. We're not, this is not about those things. This is about Adam's 6,000 year deep sleep. But just to give you a history of our sleep, our deep sleep, even our death, we had to go through the understanding that we were made into a dependent people, which used to be an independent people. So put a pin in that, we'll come back to that. All these industries that America has, healthcare industry, politics, government programs, and so many more that keeps us in servitude, in slavery, to this American corporation. Well, the truth of the matter is, our deep sleep started much longer, much further back in history. Our deep sleep started over 6,000 years ago, well before there was America and well before anyone was brought to the shores of America enslaved. Our people, the so-called black people of America, our deep sleep started over 6,000 years ago. And the truth of the matter is that the 6,000 years when we were put to sleep or our deep sleep started, also the God of this world, the prince of the darkness, the prince of, you know, the evil one, Satan, he was given the last 6,000 years to rule this planet. And that's exactly what has transpired. While we sleep, or while we have slept, Satan had dominion and reign over this earth to rule it in darkness. And we see the result of that this day. So, for his 6,000 years saga, we, the so-called blacks of America, have been put to sleep. Now, let's get into that. When you understand the total picture of the scriptures, the Bible, in Genesis, when it talks about Yahweh created the heavens and the earth, in the beginning Yahweh created the heavens and the earth, we have to realize and we have to understand that the heavens and the earth that was spoken, spoken on then or was spoken about is a entirely different heaven and earth than prior to Satan's destruction or his expulsion from heaven. Prior to Satan get kick, getting kicked out of heaven, the heaven and the earth were different. So when we talk about the genesis of this scenario, when Yahweh created the heaven and the earth, we're not talking about that. We're talking about an entirely different heaven and earth, one that was created for Satan's rulership. We'll get into that a little more in subsequent lessons, but for this lesson, we just understand that prior to these 6,000 years of Satan's rule, there was another heaven and another earth that was totally different. Just wanted you to understand that. Now, this means that all knowledge before Satan's reign is totally hidden. 
or secret from all people. That's right, all of the knowledge prior to this 6,000 years, and there's infinite knowledge, infinite wisdom, infinite understanding, infinite history prior to this 6,000 years that has been totally kept secret from this earth and this heaven. It's been totally kept secret from the people of this planet. Currently, if you watch ancient alien theories and history channel documentaries about ancient civilizations and all of these things that depict that there was cities and civilizations 10,000, 20,000 years ago but according to the Bible there's only 6,000 years of recorded history is that why some people think the Bible is fake because it only covers the last 6,000 years of history when obviously the earth is much older than 6,000 years. So all those people, you're just taking it out of context. The earth and the world and knowledge and history is much older than 6,000 years. Millions of years. I may even go to say billions and maybe even trillions of years of history prior to Satan giving rulership over this heaven and this earth that we currently understand and live on. Now, moving forward. Yes, I'm telling you that there is infinite knowledge, infinite history, infinite wisdom prior to these last 6,000 years of Satan's rulership in this scenario. So, we have to understand that all of that knowledge is hidden from the general population. There may be a few scholars that study in secret and understand some of the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that took place prior to this scenario. Very few and very little do they understand. Now, Adam has no birth record. And remember, this is Adam's 6,000-year deep sleep. Adam has no birth record, no beginning, no ending. Adam has always been here. The Adamic people has always existed. Prior to these 6,000 years, these last 6,000 years of Satan rule, Adam and the people of Adam always existed. If you look at the book of Luke, chapter 3, verse 38, you'll find that Adam is the son of Yahweh. That's right. The scripture tells us that Adam is the son of the Most High, Yahweh. We know that Yahweh has no beginning. We know that Yahweh has no ending. Yahweh always existed. And the fact that he has a son, well, that should tell you that his son has been around longer than 6,000 years.
maybe some of y'all can help me with my thoughts. Give me your opinion, what you think about it, how you feel. All you got to do is just come on in and holler at me and let me know. So, you know, I got a lot of information I like to know. I'm not here to start nothing. I'm not here to begin nothing. And I ain't even here for no drama. I'm just here to learn. Just here to learn. And just here to learn. But I want to thank all y'all for coming in. Y'all take care and have a blessed day. And peace. I'ma keep it like an island boy. I'ma keep it like an island boy. I'm just trying to make it. And I'm an island boy. I'ma keep it like an island boy. I'm an island boy. I'm just trying to make it. And I'm an island boy. I'ma keep it like an island boy. These streets keep calling me. They don't want me to leave the life behind. Staring at stars, wishing I had time. But my kids need food and my girl needs me. Sometimes I dream that I'm finally free So baby, don't play me, I ain't no toy I'm a prisoner here, but I still make noise And I'm a child that I'm bowing with all my boys I'm a street kid now, but one day I'll be an island boy I'm just trying to make it, I'm an island boy Island boy, I'm an island boy But then, when I look at the Bible, and when I look at the Quran, like, the Quran has a lot of, uh, like, scientific mi- miracles. Oh, it doesn't happen. have scientific blunders. You want me to give it you has, some? It talks about em- embryology, though, and that was already... Uh, no, it like, doesn't. It parrots the embryology of the Greeks, such as Galen, in the four stages. It is plagiarism from what the Greeks taught that the Syriac-speaking Christians had translated, that the Arabs had picked on, and that's what you find in the Quran. You are giving me arguments that have been destroyed for over 20 years. Where you been, man? Yeah, but like, that's literally- You're not listening again. Let's deal with Quranic errors, scientific errors in the Quran. Are you ready? Because you're not listening. You're pretending to be listening. Now I'm going to go with you. You said scientific. Now let me show you the scientific errors of the Quran. Open up chapter 2, verse 29. He's the one who created everything in the earth for you. Uh, then he turned towards- Holy. Slowly, he created everything in the earth for you. Yep. Uh, then he turned towards the heaven, forming it into seven heavens, and he has perfect knowledge of all things. Okay, right there, science just destroyed your fake book because science does oh. not say. Are you listening? Quote yeah. me any scientist that says the earth was created before the heavens. Read what you read. He created everything in the earth. Then he turned to heaven and made it seven heavens. Show me a scientist that believes that nonsense. Yeah, but we've barely even like like discovered things that we're okay, see what we now. When we've science been... proves the Quran is a joke, oh well, we barely know anything. You see, that's why you're not sincere. You are a clown. Someone, you know? could, have said that. Someone could have said that in like 1703 about the embryology until. Well, it... how are you appealing to science when science proves the Quran is a joke? But then when I quote science, then you say, "Well, we don't know that much because we're not certain because things change." And let me repeat. The embryology of the Quran is wrong. It's not true. It's more than four stages. What about four stages? Do you want me to quote Galen, who came before Muhammad, who outlined the four stages found in your Quran before your prophet was born? Yeah, but you can say that. But like, what makes me want to like uh, lean towards Christianity when it always has a bunch of okay? So do you admit you were very ignorant for following Quran because the reasons you gave are stupid? 
important episode because we are going to talk about a very important uh, topic which is the topic of embryology uh, and comparing it with the current discourse and scientific discourse. Embryology means it's the study of the development of the human being, the early stages of human being in the womb of the mother for those who don't know. The beginning of a human being, yet in the Quran it's clearly described 1400 years ago. Today, Hajj chapter 22 verse number 5 and Surah Minun chapter number 23 verse number 13. And certainly did we, God, Allah, create man from an extract of clay. Then we placed him as a watery bit of semen in a firm lodging. Then we made the watery part of the semen a creature that can attach. Then we made the creature that can attach a chewed matter. Then we made the chewed matter bones, and we covered the bones with flesh. Then we developed him into another creation. So blessed is Allah, the best of creators. This is just some crumbs. And this is the Muslim translation. Remember, not my translation. I don't approve any Islamic translation, but yet we will use it. وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ سُلَالَةٍ مِنْ طِينٍ ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُطْفَةً فِي قَرَارٍ مَكِينٍ ثُمَّ خَلَقْنَا النُطْفَةَ عَلَقَةً فَخَلَقْنَا الْعَلَقَةَ مُضْغَةً فَخَلَقْنَا الْمُضْغَةَ عِظَامًا فَكَسَوْنَا الْعِظَامَ لَحْمًا ثُمَّ أَنْشَأْنَاهُ خَلْقًا آخَرَ فَتَبَارَكَ اللَّهُ أَحْسَنُ الْخَالِقِينَ Translation: Verily we created the man uh, from a product with earth, then placed him in a drop as a drop of seed in safe lodging. Then we fashioned the drop into a cloth, and then we fashioned the cloth into a little loom. Then we fashioned the little loom into bones, and then the bones, the, we, then we closed the bones with the flesh, and we produced another creation. The Quran claims here that the, the the sperm of the man, which is the drop of semen, will transform into a clot. And this is what he mentioned here, the word nutfa. The nutfa mean. Give us some information about the nutfa. It refers to, to sperm. But by what they say, and this translation in front of us, they just prove to us that Muhammad is a false prophet. Allah has created you from a sperm drop. The human being is not created from a drop of a sperm. The human being is created from one sperm, not a drop. Because the woman, the woman egg will be fertilized by one semen, that not by a drop. And this fluid is a semen. But the human being is not created from a drop of semen. The, the human being is created from an, the woman egg and the, and the man the sperm, and not a drop. The sperm within the semen uh, meets with the egg. The difference between, between uh, semen and sperm is that the semen is what contains the sperm. If we go in the Quran, we will find the following. And this is an obvious, clear mistake in the Quran. How Allah, he makes such a mistake in his God that he created us from a sperm and they made the sperm transform into a clot of a congealed blood. We made the sperm into a clot, not sperm and then a clot. So what does the word alaqa actually mean? It's a blood clot, blood clot. That's an alaqa. And the clot is what? Is made from a congealed blood, which means a dead blood. Generally, it means that it's, it's blood that is jammed, that is quite solidified. Yeah. Yeah, a clot of blood that's generally translated. And then we created the nutfa and we make it a clot. But the fact the Quran says, it says a clot, which is a congealed blood. We speak about embryology are in perfect conformity with latest advances of embryology. You're finished. Wallahi, you're finished. Three. And Surah Ambiya, chapter number 21, verse number seven, which says, if you don't know, if you're in doubt, ask the person who's knowledgeable. Oh, right. And these are forming simultaneously with each other. Right. Simultaneously. So, yeah. So, yeah. so no, you don't get the bones first and then tissue, which is flesh that covers the bones. No, bones and flesh are, are developed simultaneously when you have a baby. Muslims, the Quran is wrong about the embryology stages. That during embryonic development, the bones are formed first and then the flesh of muscles. What the hell is this? All of the creation kind of happens, the creation of the, ha the hearing, etc fashioning of the bones and clothing of the flesh. It all happens simultaneously. In the seventh week, the bones are formed, and immediately after that, the flesh is formed. It all happens simultaneously. It all happens simultaneously.
if we have a Muslim parent, a mother or a father, let's say the father, imagine if your wife is pregnant. God forbid that she gets a miscarriage and she loses the baby at this at this stage that you see here, the highlighted stage, the bones, then we can say, congratulations, dad, you just became father to a skeleton baby. There was no flesh. Can you imagine, guys? Is the fact that the Quran, a book revealed in the 6th century, described this intricate process so accurately all those years ago. People that are trying to promote Islam as to make it scientific friendly or science friendly. So now chapter 23, ayah 14, is garbage, is comic. <laughs> it's uh, man-made, brother. Man-made, brother, yes, man-made. There are no embryological details of any consequence in the Quran. But let us see where Muhammad plagiarized this from. And to speculate that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, must have learned that from someone else. Here, here, from this guy. From Galen, a Greek scientist who lived 1900 years ago, which is 500 years before Islam. Let us see what Galen said. Galen, 500 years, claims that Hippocrates and Aristotle, which came before him. How? Aristotle, Aristotle, Aristotle also describes the emergence of bones and muscle. He claims that they were wrong, right? They also made claims, and he, this guy, claims that they were wrong. Galen says, water, which is sperm, sperm, water of the man, the sperm of the man, and the sperm of the woman, yes. And this sperm becomes menstrual blood, dead blood, congealed dead blood, blood cloth, which is dead blood. So from menstrual dead blood, you get living tissue, flesh, and then this flesh becomes bones first. And then this guy says, after the bones being developed, after, then the flesh grows around the bones. Uh, wrong. You see? Copy paste. You see? I mean, those pages are quite peculiar to the Quran. We have seen the evidence. You cannot escape anymore. You're finished. Allah. So first you get uh, the, the dead blood, dead blood clot. And then from the clot, you get a lump of flesh. And that flesh becomes bones, skeleton baby, and then and then this, the bones are covered with flesh. Exactly like Ligan. I mean, those pages are quite peculiar to the Quran. Copy paste, brother, plagiarizing. Allah is wrong, Muhammad is wrong. And to speculate that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, must have learned that from someone else. Where, how did Muhammad get access to the work of Galen? That's the one million dollar question. How? There was a G Aramaic speaking guy by the name of Sergius of Roshina. He was an Aramaic speaking Christian who translated 26 books, 26 books that were written by Galen. So Sergius of Roshina was translating the Greek into Aramaic. So now we have the work of Galen in Aramaic. And we know that Aramaic was a, basically like the Greek and Aramaic were basically the languages like English of today in the Middle East. Uh, how would a desert nomad know okay. that? So what happened? Sergius, he, he came from Turkey, right? Do you see it? He lived here in Turkey. He moved with his family and he took his translated work of Galen with him to Persia. So we have the Aramaic translated work of Galen now in Persia. So there was a medical school in Persia in the area called or city called Jundi Shapur. So Galen's work now translated into Aramaic by Sergius reached this school in Jundi Shapur in the 6th century. So here the work of Galen is started to be prepared from in the Aramaic. As you see, many people have been graduating in this Jundi Shapur medical school and they got graduated and became doctors, including a guy whose name was Al-Harith ibn Qallada or Qalda. Allah took it from Al-Harith ibn Qalda, who was known as Tabib al-Arab, he was known as the doctor of the Arabs. And they say that he was someone who was quite learned and traveled many lands and he came across many cultures and many theories. This guy, this name that you see here, who studied medicine in the same school and read what Galen said about the embryology stages. After graduation, look what happened. This Al-Harith ibn Qallada, so he goes to Mecca and becomes one of the companions of who? The Prophet of Islam. How would a desert 
nomad knows okay. it. This is how Muhammad had access. Did I leave Islam when this whole scientific miracle thing got debunked? Got debunked? This whole scientific miracle thing got debunked? No, I stayed. Nobody around him could have known the scientific facts that are mentioned in the Quran. Now we know that this whole scientific miracle is absolute nonsense. There are so many things in the Quran which lends itself to scientific discoveries. Guess what? Allah led me to Islam. One of the reasons was because of the scientific miracles. And guess what? Did I leave Islam when this whole scientific miracle thing got debunked? No, I stayed. Suppose whatever the Quran has mentioned, 80% has proved to be 100% correct. Absolute nonsense. Astronomy. Debunked. Geology. Debunked. Water cycle. Debunked. Oceanography. Debunked. Botany. Debunked. Biology. Debunked. Zoology. Debunked. Not even 0.1%. Of that 20% which is ambiguous has been proved to be wrong. Now we know that this whole scientific miracle is absolute nonsense. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran to the Bedouins. Don't say you have believed, but rather say you have submitted. Because we know very clearly our brother Andrew Tate is a Muslim. Is he a Mu'min yet? No, not just yet. He'll be working towards that. So we need to understand we give him the benefit of doubt. He's still learning. Repeat it again very carefully. The scientific miracles argument in the Quran got debunked. The scientific argument, scientific miracles in the Quran is debunked. And we as Muslims, guess what? It doesn't bother us to the least. So me saying the argument of scientific miracles debunked, it is debunked. And yes, it is debunked and we don't need it. It's all gone in the bin, not even the recycle bin. You can't even recycle it. It's gone to the waste, like poo. It's gone. And we are proud of that. And I'll repeat it again. Yes, we are proud of that. Muhammad, I follow him. No, you actually worship him, even though you deny it. Here, I'll, I'll prove it to you. Is submitting to Allah an act of worship when you submit to him? And what is Islam? Submitting to God. No, the Quran says Islam is to submit to Allah and Muhammad equally. You didn't even know that? We believe that. We believe that whatever Muhammad said came from you know what I asked you? the Holy Let's Spirit. Pray. No, God forbid. Don't ever insult the Holy Spirit. But let me repeat again. Islam is perfectly submitting to Muhammad, not just Allah. I mean, he's dead, so... So, you're saying he's dead? That means you just buried the Quran, because the Quran says, unless you come to Muhammad and he prays for you, you will find no forgiveness. So, how does Allah forgive you now that Muhammad's dead? That's chapter 4, verse 64 of the Quran. It says, had they come to you and asked Allah for forgiveness, and you prayed for, for forgiveness, they would find Allah most forgiven. So, how can I come to Muhammad and pray to Allah and have Muhammad pray for me so that Allah show me mercy if he's dead? So, you're saying the Quran is useless now? No, I'm saying right now in this physical world, he's dead. But isn't the Quran for all Muslims at all times to the end of the age? So, how can I follow 464 when it says, Had they come to you, Muhammad, and they prayed and asked Allah to forgive, and you prayed for their forgiveness, then Allah would be most merciful to them. How can I obey that command now that Muhammad is dead? I mean, didn't you say that people can pray for you when they're dead because they're still alive in the spirit? That's what I wanted to hear. So that's why your Muslims say you can still obey that command by going to the grave of your prophet and greeting your prophet and asking him to forgive you. So you're okay going to the grave of Muhammad and talking to a dead man and asking... No, they say that's shirk. They say that's shirk. No, it isn't. I have the statements from Ali ibn Abu Talib as well as from Utbi cited by Ibn Kathir saying that the Muslims did it shortly after Muhammad died. Where are you getting shirk from? You can't ask for forgiveness from anyone except for God. Friend, chapter 4 verse 64 says, you gotta go to Muhammad and he's gotta ask for forgiveness for you 
when you ask Allah to forgive, and that's when Allah will show you mercy. Four sixty. You have to go to Him. Read it. Four sixty-four. It's no. right there. And we did not send any messenger except to be obeyed by by permission of Allah. And if when they wronged themselves, they had come to you, O Muhammad, and asked forgiveness of Allah, and the messenger had asked forgiveness for them. Why do you go to Muhammad? To kiss the black stone together or to dance Cheikhani? Why do you go to if Muhammad there? They had come to you, O Muhammad, and then asked forgiveness of Allah. And, and what must he do? He asked for you. Then Allah will be merciful, right? They would have found Allah accepting of repentance and merciful. Ah. But now Muhammad is dead. So how can I now go to Muhammad and Muhammad pray and I pray so Allah would be most willing to forgive me? He's dead, right? I mean, on the day of judgment. <laughs> what? This is not talking about the day of judgment. It's talking about the time of your prophet. Okay, but he's not here right now. So you're telling me then the Quran is garbage because this part of the Quran is useless. I can't do it. No, that's not so true. Then how do I obey that command in the Quran? So it's saying when they wronged themselves, they had come to you, O Muhammad. Yeah, to you. Come to you. Okay, this was when he was alive. Okay, so now he's yeah. dead. So this verse is now useless, right? Not necessarily. And as so then how do I obey this command? Like I said, the day of judgment. It doesn't say day of judgment. Why are you adding well, to the yeah, Quran? No, you're right. Because at the day of judgment, no. God, it doesn't so, say day of judgment. So, so we believe, like I said, Prophet Muhammad intercedes for us on the day of the day of judgment. Forget day of judgment. This is talking about now. Now, stop going to the future. Change the subject. How do I go to Muhammad and have him pray for me now? So when I ask Allah to forgive me, Allah will forgive me. I want to know how can I do that verse now? Read chapter nine, verse one three for me. Take O Muhammad from their wealth. A charity by which you purify them and cause them increase and invoke Allah's blessing upon them. Indeed, your invocations and reassurance for them and Allah is hearing and knowing. Okay, now this verse says that uh, Muhammad, your prophet, takes alms from the Muslims and then he prays for them. And they will be purified and forgiven, right? Take alms of their wealth, wherewith thou mayest purify them. You may purify them and make them grow and pray for them. Lo, thy prayer is an assuagement for them. Allah's here and knower. So here I'm told, let me read another version, Halali Khan. So I'll give you multiple versions. Here I'm told that Muhammad takes charity from a Muslim. And when he does, he'll purify them, cleanse them, make them grow. And he prays for them. And his prayer will grant me security here. Chapter 9, verse 103, take sadaqah, alms from their wealth, in order to purify them and sanctify them with it, and invoke Allah for them. So now, verily, your invocation source of security for them. Now, let me ask you a question. Here it says, if a Muslim comes and gives Muhammad charity, he takes it and he prays. That prayer is a source of security for the Muslim. And when he takes the charity from them, he purifies them. Now that Muhammad is dead, how can I go to Muhammad, give him alms so he can pray for me, so I can have security from his prayer and be purified from my sin now that he's dead? How do I follow this command? Just by giving charity. It didn't say that. Muhammad has to take the charity from me. Read it carefully. He has to take it from me and then he prays for me. How can I have Muhammad take charity from me and pray for me so I'm guaranteed security from Allah and purification now that he's dead? You can't. You can't. 
How are you going to give him charity if he? That's what I'm asking you. That's the problem. Why you need to leave Islam? Why is it a problem? Because here it says Muhammad is the one who will pray for you to guarantee security for you, and he will purify you by taking your charity. But now that Muhammad is dead, how can I know that I am secure and purified? Because he's not here to pray for me or take charity from me. Okay, and then the next verse after that says. You can read five million verses. I still the want one, you to do this the one. one. Right next to it says, "Do they not know that Allah is the one who accepts repentance from His servants and how? How does He accept it? And receives that it is Allah who is accepting of repentance. How does He accept it? By you going to Muhammad, He will accept it. What are you not getting? What do you mean? I don't need to go to Prophet Muhammad. Yes, you do. Nine one zero three just said it, and four sixty four said it. This is of the time of the prophet. So that's my question. Now that he's dead, so you're saying these verses are now garbage? They're useless. They have They're no not, meaning. It's, this is what they went. Oh, so these verses are now useless. They have no meaning today. I mean, right now, sure, it, it's not useful. So these verses are useless. They have no meaning for Muslims today. I guess. Okay, you guess. Now I want to ask you another question. Did you read the verse carefully? Who purifies you? Indeed. Charity by which you, from their wealth, a charity by which you purify them and who purifies them? them increase. Take by them. which you purify them. Who purifies them? Yeah, so he purifies them. Who's he? The prophet. Muhammad. Thank you. you now, guys, you heard it from his own mouth. Yeah, the prophet purifies them. That's why you're a Mohammedan and you worship Muhammad because you just said Muhammad purifies you of sin. Thank you. We got you recorded. And you still think you don't worship Muhammad? You're a pagan. I don't. You just said Muhammad purifies them. Purification means purify them of sin. Something only God does. You ascribed it to Muhammad. You committed shirk because your God made you commit shirk. Good hey, job. That, that's that's a miracle. That's one of his miracles. It's a miracle that Allah made you a pagan Muhammad and committing shirk. That's the miracle. Hey, now you're being sarcastic. No, it's true. You're not waking up. You're not seeing it, man. It's okay. Anyway, so hey, very listen. carefully with an open mind. Yes, I'm okay. Now, my mind is very open. So, so Jesus could purify you. Yeah, because Jesus is God in the flesh. We don't think Muhammad is God in the flesh. So tell me, Muhammad is God in the flesh like you believe Jesus is God in the flesh. No, I don't. I don't believe that. So why are you comparing Muhammad to Jesus? Jesus is God in the flesh because was, he's... He I, was, I wanted to say that I, any prophet could purify somebody. No, no, that's not what it says. Only God purifies and forgives. But that's, that's in your Quran, chapter 3, verse 135, and it's in my Bible. But nice me... from the Quran, I can't prove it. Say it louder. Wait, wait. Say... See, y'all, fam, y'all hearing this. But I want y'all to let you know this Caucasian man don't know the Bible anyway. Because he said that the Most High is Jesus. Right? The Bible always, Jesus always says, My Father is in heaven. So, and Jesus already said, when he was um, on the cross, what did he say? Who he was talking to himself when he was dying on the cross? He made he made a whole lot of extension that he 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 has a father. So my man cranking him up with the Islam, what letting y'all know that the Muslim, the Quran, is useless. This is what he's showing you. And the Most High is showing the world that that through him that, you know, the Quran is not what the Muslim think they are. The true book 
is our history book that the Caucasian man think he know it, but he don't know it. The non-pigmentation man think he know it, but he don't know it. He 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 on point because all the prophecies are being fulfilled in this book. Where is the prophecy being fulfilled in any other religious book? Let's analyze. Wait, wait, say it slowly and loud. I can't quote so many things from the Quran. You okay. can't. If, if you ask me, uh, if you ask me, if you ask me, what is, uh, what is, uh, how, how many percentages of zakat from the Quran prove to me? I can prove it. You can't, if right? You ask me what is from the Quran, I can't. Quran is not, uh, Quran has not explained okay. but you, I want everyone to hear okay. you're going too fast now. You cannot prove from Quran, Jibreel is an angel, and there's a lot of things you cannot prove from the Quran, like zakat. Okay, can you do me a favor? Go to Surah Al-Yusuf, chapter 12, ayah 111. That there was certainly in their stories a lesson for those of understanding. Never was the Quran a narration invented, but a confirmation of what was before it, and a detailed explanation of all things good and guidance and mercy for the people who believe okay now you, your translation just said the quran is a detailed explanation of all things it explains everything in detail right Oh, let me let me explain this. Don't no, please don't explain can you first tell me before no, no, you explain no, no, no. let me tell you because no let me tell you, let me tell you. okay one second one second yeah one second we'll give you two seconds Okay, so the Quran says that it has explained all things. What is meant by all things? All things doesn't mean that it has explained mathematics, physics, chemistry, Show me where it says that. Show me where it says that. Okay, one more time. No, no, hold on, wait. Show me where the Quran says all things doesn't mean mathematics and science, geography and history. Show me where the Quran says that doesn't mean that. Don't tell me your explanation. I don't care for your tafsir. Show me in the Quran where it says yeah. all things doesn't include math, science, history and my birth certificate. Show that to me. Yeah. Quran's, uh, okay, why Quran has been revealed? Quran has been revealed for guidance. So it has explained all things regarding to... All things regarding what? To guide. You're breaking up. All things regarding what? Uh, so you're saying it explains all things concerning yeah. the guidance, so, so, right? So, uh, uh, yeah. All things concerning the guidance because Quran is for okay. guidance. Okay. So all things regarding to guidance. Okay. It and that's part of the guidance? Okay. Okay. Let's go with that. We got it. Okay. Isn't it part of the guidance for you to be rightly guided? To know about the angels isn't it part of the guidance to be rightly guided to know about the exact amount of zakat isn't it part of the guidance to know the guidance uh how many times to pray so show me that in the quran because you just said listen you just said to everyone all things means it will explain all things about the guidance but part of the guidance includes how to pray when to pray how much zakat to give who are the angels show me that information from the quran now show me from the quran that Gabriel is an angel and how much zakat you pay and how many times you're supposed to pray and how because you just said all things means the guidance show that to me okay okay let me explain again so if i want to go to makkah for example i am from bangladesh so if i want to go to makkah and one of my friend he he said he said to me if he says to me that you have to go in that way Okay, and if I go to Makkah in that way, so that means he has guided me how to go. Only he has told 
that way you can go so uh, oh, i have boy. to go with the uh, way you go to jannah he did not say so, okay okay uh, the way you go to jannah the way you go to jannah to guide you to jannah you have to do what allah commands you you want to go to jannah you have to pray you don't go to jannah if you don't pray okay so let me finish the point if prayer is part of the guidance to jannah then the quran says it will explain all things in detail about prayer now show me where the quran explains all things in detail about how to pray because prayer is your way to Jannah, it's your guidance to Jannah. Show me in the Quran where it explains all things about zakat because zakat is your guidance to Jannah. Show me where the Quran explains all things about Hajj because going to Hajj is your guidance to Jannah. And then show me where the Quran explains all things about the angels because part of your Iman is to believe in the angels. Quran has guided that I have to go to Makkah, uh, go to Hajj if I uh, have capacity. Quran has guided that I have to pray. Quran and does it tell you how? Quran has guided. This is the guidance. No, no, it says explain all things in detail. It says explain everything in detail, not general. De you said it. You just told everyone all things in detail mean the guidance. Now when I say give me the details, oh, it just says you need to do Hajj. So it's general. No, the ayah said it explains everything in detail. You said everything means uh, the guidance. It's going to explain it in detail. But you failed to give me the details, so the Quran is wrong. Chapter 17, verse 1 is a contradiction if you heard me correctly. So let me repeat my point, Shuaib. Don't tap dance because I'm not going to let you run. In 17, verse 1, it says, Glorified be he who took his servant by night from the sacred mosque to the farthest mosque. In the Quran, it says, the Quran is a book that explains all things in detail. Chapter 6, verse 114. Chapter 12, verse 111, even chapter 10, verse 37, I add more verses. Chapter 16, verse 89, chapter 41, verse 3. If the Quran fails to provide details, that means the Quran is a lie, it is full of errors. You need to now destroy the Quran because it fails its own test. So I'm going to ask you again, provide the details from the Quran. What is the sacred mosque? What's the farthest mosque? And who is this servant? You have to show me from the Quran. And then explain to me in chapter surah, verse 111, who is Abu Lahab? You have to show me from the Quran. If not, then your Quran is full of errors. It's full of holes. It's full of contradictions. Stop being a Muslim. How are you showing? You are telling me, show me from the Quran where it is in detail. Show me from the Quran where it is in detail. Quran mentions in chapter 16, verse number 43. Ask the people who know if you don't know. Ask the people who know if you don't know. If you want to know anything, ask the expert. This is the guidance from the Quran. So Quran is giving you guidance to know everything, everything in detail. Okay, first of all, thank you for again proving the Quran is full of contradictions. Guys, I want you to hear, he misquoted chapter 16, verse 43. Let's go with his interpretation. He said at 1643, ask the people of knowledge if you don't know. But hold on. If that's correct, that the Quran is saying, go ask other people besides the Quran, you just destroyed the Quran and you helped me prove the Quran is not from your God because you just introduced another contradiction. Good job, Shuayit, because now let me read to you chapter 12, verse 111. Indeed, in their stories, there's a lesson for men of understanding. It, the Quran, is not a fourth statement, but a confirmation of Allah's existing books. 
and a detailed explanation of everything and a guide and a mercy for the people who believe. A detailed explanation of everything, not some things, everything. And instead, in case you still don't get it, chapter 41, verse 3, a book whereof the verses are explained in detail. But thank you for now introducing another contradiction. Because one verse says, ask people who know, so you need more than the Quran. But these verses say, no, all you need is the Quran. Thank you for destroying the Quran. But I thought you were trying to prove that the Quran is the word of Allah. But you are helping me prove it is a false book. Thank you. The Jews have a religion. Right. And people call it Judaism because Judaism. it's associated with Jews. But if you ask them, say, in your Torah, your Old Testament, Tanakh, where does it say, call your religion Judaism? It's nowhere. I mean, same thing with the Bible, though. What about the Bible? With this, well, I don't know about Islam, but like in the Bible, it doesn't say Christianity. Yes, it does. It does. First Peter four sixteen says that if you suffer for being a Christian, rejoice that you bear that name. We're told in the Bible that our identity, our name as a group, is Christian. We are Christians. Here it is. First Peter four sixteen, and this comes from Peter, one of the Sahaba of Jesus, the apostle of Jesus, who walked with Jesus and was commissioned by Jesus. Yet, if one suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but under that name, let him glorify God. So what name do I glorify God? Not Muslim, not Jew, Christian. Okay. So the name that Jesus, the name of the religion, the religious life that God gave Jesus to give to his followers, the father gave to the son, is called Christian. Why are you called Christian? Because See, now, he right now is spitting. He's spitting white supremacy, KKK, and colonialism. I want y'all to listen to how they spew this white supremacy KKK. This is what y'all getting slipped up into. We already know the promise is to Jacob. Is, is Jacob got the promise. Jacob had 12 sons. And the 12 sons got the promise. Israel, our forefathers, that went into captivity. Now, this is what Esau the Caucasian non-pigmentation man, this is how they spend Christianity. But all this, all this that he's spewing is white supremacy. Let's analyze. Christian means a follower of Christ. Now, Jesus said Moses wrote about him. So I want to ask you a question. If Moses wrote about Jesus, that means God revealed to Moses that this Jesus is the Messiah is coming, right? Right. And he believed in Jesus, right? Yeah. That means he's a Christian because he trusted in Christ. So see that you hear that? You hear that? Y'all hear that right? This is white supremacy and he don't know the scriptures. Now, if he was with us and them boys on the corner, he'd be chopped up like meatloaf. Well, they say the Torah also mentions Muhammad sallallahu Where they call Muhammadan Oh, that song of Solomon 516, Mahmadim, and it's not talking about a prophet, it's talking about a husband and a wife, and that the wife is saying that my husband is altogether lovely. So are you saying her husband was Muhammad? No. Well, that's what's that's the passage they're quoting, Song of Solomon 516. The wife is praising the looks of her husband, and she says he's altogether Mahmadim. So unless you believe that she was married to Muhammad before Jesus came to the earth and that Muhammad was her husband, Mahmadim does not mean Muhammad. It means someone who's lovely and desirable.
Yeah, it was saying. I don't know why you say it like that. It, I thought it was pronounced Hamadin. No, it's here. I'll give it. I'll prove it to you, girl. Hamadin. No, that's how they want to pronounce it. The Muslims want to pronounce it Muhammadin, so it can sound like Muhammad. No, no, there's no Muhammad. There's no Mo in it. It's Hamadin. No, well, I know Hamadin. Well, the one you're talking about, the one you're talking about, Song of Solomon five sixteen. It's Mahmadin. That's the one they point to, and then the word Hamdan. That is the noun form of the word Mahmad, but Hamdan is not Muhammad in Arabic because Muhammad comes from Hamid, right? Yeah, Hamid. And that means praised one, praiseworthy, right? I believe so. I'm yes, it does. The word Muhammad, Ahmed, Mahmud from Hamid means praise, praiseworthy, one that's praised. In Hebrew, the word for praise is halal, like hallelujah. Hallelujah. Halal means praise. The word hamdam doesn't mean praised one. Mahmat doesn't mean praised one. It means one who's desirable. Okay. Now, now if you want to see how it's pronounced, here, I'll, I'll play it. I'll have someone play for you. Here you go. Strong's H, 4261. Mahmad. Mahmad. Did you hear that? Is it net with an N? It's Mahmad. Mahmad. Did you hear him though? Yeah. So you heard him say, right? Mahmad. Yeah, Mahmad. So why do they say Muhammadim when it's Mahmadim? Yeah, that's kind of different. Because that's what the Muslims do to try to get people thinking it's Muhammad. See, Muhammadim. Where? It's Mahmadim. And that's plural of Mahmad. I'll play one more time. Let me play one more time. Strong's H, 4261. Mahmad. Mahmad. Mahmad is not the same as Muhammad. The word Mahmad means desirable, whereas in Arabic, Muhammad, Ahmad, Mahmud come from Hamid, meaning praised, praiseworthy. And in Hebrew, the word for praise is halal, like hallelujah. So it's not Muhammad. Yeah, that makes sense. So, no, there is no prophecy of Muhammad in the Bible. Unless you have one, we can talk about it. No, I, was, I, was, I thought that was. Uh, that was. That was the Old Testament? Yep, that was Song of Solomon. Shir. See, y'all, uh, y'all hear he, he cut the Muslim dude up with the Quran. So we see that the Quran got flaws in it, got nitpicks in it, and everything else that don't correlate with the, how the Bible is. But he don't even know the Bible, fam. So he talking about Jesus coming to save God, the Most High coming to save everybody. So we already know that. That's that not true. See, some of the some of the things that he talking about, he don't even know the scriptures, right, fam? So, so he he act like that he know the scripture. He might can be cutting him with the Muslim book. And knowing the knowledge of this, but he he don't understand the Bible of this book. Because when you go to Acts 2, 21 and 22, whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 21, 22, ye men of Israel, hear these words. John 4, 22, salvation is for the Jews. Isaiah 41, chose, choose Israel. Romans 9, 6, and 13. Because they are all seeds of Abraham, and Isaac shall thou seed be called. Deuteronomy 7 and 6. 
For thou art holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God had chosen thee to be special people unto himself above all people that upon the face of this earth. Isaiah 45, 17. Israel shall be saved in the Lord with the everlasting salvation world without end. Jeremiah 31 and 31. Behold, the day comes, says the Most High, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Zechariah 12, 7 and 8. Judah will be saved first. Daniel 12 and 4 said that the Most High had closed the book. So if the Most High had closed the book, how the non-pigmentation man or the non-melanated man going to understand the book? And um, and I was looking at this episode with um, Reggie White. If y'all know who Reggie White is, he's one of them. He was a football player. Um, he got a Super Bowl ring and stuff. He was a great football player. And he became a preacher. And one thing when I was listening to him when he was talking on the TV, he said, when he looked at the Bible, he didn't understand it. So he thought that the Most High just made him a motivational speaker because he didn't understand the word. So, you know, and most people don't understand what they reading, y'all. That's what y'all got to realize. And, and then the first thing they say this is what I tell y'all. The first thing they say, the law is done away with. Everything done away with. Matthew 7, Matthew 5 and 17. Think not that I came to destroy the law or the prophet. That's what Jesus said, right? Matthew 1 and 21 say, he came to save his people from their sins. Who is his people? What tribe did he come from? See, y'all got to realize this. And then the kicker of it is, they say Jesus loved everybody. God loved everybody. Then you got to you have to explain to me this. Romans 13. Jacob I love. Who is Jacob? Our forefathers. Esau I hated. Who is Esau? The non-pigmentation and the non-melanated man forefathers. So ask yourself, if the most high is prejudiced, why? Why? If the most high is prejudiced, I see. And if he love everybody, why he why he hate why he hate Esau, Edom, Edomite? Why? Find him in the scriptures, and you'll know why. I studied the Bible so I know it well. Yeah, can't let nobody make myself a cell. Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself. I fear God, I told him I don't want to go to hell. Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking what's the gift in me. 
Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it. I switch my style, some people love it, some trying to get with it. I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written. I make mistakes, but I embrace them, I'm still human. I escape from that place that made me feel ruined. So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing. And pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid. Why do I feel I'm unable? Double minded, I'm unstable. Wanna put all me on the table so God can make me an angel. Was living life like Cain, cause I was jealous of Abel. God told me, look up, child, I just wanna save you. I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this. For you, I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss. Every time I drop a hit, I still don't feel the bliss. And deep down, I know it's only cause I'm still living in sin. You transform my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them. Transform my gifts so now I can't even rap with them. I need to use my talents cause the devil be distracting them. Chilling the world, I stay tuned to the Fame Podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm home, chilling, I'm always tuned in to Fame. He has the hottest podcast out there. Don't listen. Very informative. When I'm home, Chilla, I'm always tuned in to Faze. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, Chilla, the world, I stay tuned to the Faze podcast. It's the hottest message out there. Yeah, so